But I felt this uh, message on my heart to share. Uh, I think it's good. Hallelujah. So we all love the promises of God, right? Who here is like, I got this book here. And it's got all the promises of God in there. Is that we sing that song? All your promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. But how do you actually tap into the promises of God? Because there's a lot of them. So how do they manifest in your life? Hallelujah. So we're going to look at that. So I want us, what I wanted us to do is to have greater confidence to be able to worship God without hesitation. Hallelujah. To be assured of God's blessings on us. And to lean in. You guys know what it means to lean in? Lean in to the right direction where He's taking us. And to tap into His promises. To be able to take them and grab them. To put them on. Hallelujah. To see them manifest in your life. Why is this important? Because a lot of times we can hesitate. You guys know what I'm talking about? Hesitation? You're not sure? So you kind of... Uh, Half-heartedness can cause us to listen to other voices that will bring doubt, fear, and confusion in our hearts. And if we don't understand the promises of God, we can actually become delusional. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you can get delusional and think that all these promises are going to happen in your lifetime. Do you, anybody ever meet someone like that? Yes. Where they're like... <laughs> there was a guy who was like, I, I can make a billion dollars because of God's promises or something. Right? I mean, I mean, you read it and you're like, you're like, sometimes it doesn't, like, this isn't happening in my life. You guys, you see what I'm saying? It's not, like, it's not all happening at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So, lean in. Okay, so, I have this chair here. And, so, do you see how the chair, when I sit on it, Okay, when I'm standing up, I'm using more energy, right? When I'm standing up. Mm-hmm. You ever wait in line at Six Flags? Yes. <laughs> Do they have Six Flags over here? I don't think so. So when you sit down, what, what happens? You got a lot more energy, right? Yeah. You're saving your energy. You can lean in and relax. Hallelujah. <coughs> So, there's something about leaning, leaning into God. Hallelujah. Leaning, resting in His promises. So, we're going to look at how that works. So, obviously, praise God. Jesus is the cornerstone, right? You guys know you guys know about that. He's the cornerstone. He's the foundation. Everything is built around that. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. 
But Jesus asks us to do certain things in our life. And we're going to look at what he's asking us to do. Some promises don't need our participation. Hallelujah. Like, God's never going to flood the earth ever again. That's a promise from God. Regardless of what we do, it doesn't require our participation, right? But then there's other ones, like salvation, for example. There's a our participation that happens. We need to be awakened to the gospel. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at that. Proverbs chapter 10. So resting in God's promises. Hallelujah. Okay, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. What does it say? Can you guys read that? Yeah. Let's read it together. The blessing of the Lord establishes wealth, and difficulty does not accompany it. That's pretty good. Pretty good promise there. The blessing of the Lord establishes wealth, and difficulty does not accompany it. Not bad. Who wants some of that in their life? <laughs> I want some of that stuff. Those giddies. Those are giddies. Right? What does that say? Ecclesiastes chapter 10. As dead flies bring a stench to the perfumer's oil, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. So there's actually four things that I'm going to be talking about. Actually, the first one was the cornerstone, which is Jesus. Okay? But there's actually pillars to see promises happen. Number one is faith. Faith is one of those things, right? Obedience and wisdom. What does that say? A little folly, right? A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. So you can ha you can do a lot of good things right. Hallelujah. You can you can do many things right, but one little bad thing can bring a stink bug in your life. And it outweighs that's scary. The wisdom and the honor. So Psalms 91, everybody knows that one, right? He who dwells right under the shadow of the Almighty God. So he will command his angels to guard you. No disaster will come near you. You guys ever heard that? You guys know that you know that there's so many promises in that verse, right? So so the important part is to understand the dwelling part. What does that mean to dwell? 
To what does it mean to abide under his shadow? Hallelujah. So you see, there's an actual part that we have to do in this whole deal. In the promises of God. My plans for you are to prosper. Yeah. I agree with that. But am I being wise? Am I obeying? Hallelujah. So all of these things will play into... So we're going to look at that really quick tonight. Okay. And the, the first part is to have faith and expectation, okay? So, if you want to take hold of the promises of God, you need to have faith and expectation. Hallelujah. I got faith, I got expectation. That is good. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give... So, so I, I, we're going to talk about finances tonight as well. Because finances is a very, uh, it's an easier way to understand these promises. Because there's promises regarding finances. But see, like, like this part of a promise, it's an, a faith and expectation when you give that you're expecting it to come back. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, Shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give, it's going to be measured back to you. Hallelujah. Okay, so so that's that's not so much an obedience thing. This is a faith thing. You guys see what I'm saying? It's a faith thing. This is faith. In action. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Do you see that? So when you have expectation to see God's promises, if you're expecting bad things to happen, hallelujah, do, what, how, do you guys can see that bad things happen when you're always expecting bad things to happen? So what is God telling us? Know that, know that He's a rewarder. Come with a heart of expectation. Hallelujah. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 17. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, who makes the flesh his strength, and turns his heart from the Lord. He will be like a shrub in the desert. He will not see when prosperity comes. Oh, hallelujah. That's scary. You're not going to see when prosperity comes. You're going to miss it. Who? The person who trusts in mankind. Your expectation is on mankind as opposed to expect. your expectation is on God. He will dwell in a parched place of the desert 
in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in, in Him. He will be like a tree planted by the waters that sends out its roots towards streams. It does not fear when the heat comes. It doesn't ma matter the recession. It doesn't matter the coronavirus that's coming. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the bank's doing with your money. That's right. Hallelujah. Because that's trusting in mankind. But when you're actually putting your trust in God, when you're coming in and you're giving with, with an expectation, you're going to see it come back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Hallelujah. And when you know you did your part, come on, you did your part, and then the coronavirus comes, you're not even shaking in your boots. You're not worried that they're blocking the, the trains or whatever. You're not worried if the, like I just, I, I tried to buy something just uh, yesterday. The US dollar was at like a 138, like 38%. Like Canadian dollar just going down and US dollar going up. But you know what? Am I gonna sit there, look at my computer and start being scared and worried? Hallelujah, no. Because I'm not of this world. I believe a God that's greater than all of that. And that's why when you trust in riches, they can just, they can disappear in a moment. Yeah. Anybody ever heard of bad investment stories? Yes. <laughs> right? When you're investing in the kingdom, hallelujah, when you expect, when you have expectations... Hallelujah, this, this is good. Okay, so number two is obedience. Okay, so see, see, I'm using finances again because you can see the principle of giving, of the measure that you give, you expect the same measure back. Right? If you give sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. That's, that's an expectation, that's your faith. Tithing, which is Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in your house. Test me in this. That's what God is saying. Says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Hallelujah. So what's the difference? The difference is this. Is that that promise is a promise of obedience. It's not a promise of so much of, of, you don't even have to have faith in this. This just works. Hallelujah. Get you guys with me? I, I don't put my tithe in like, I don't have to like drum up faith and like be like, oh my God, like, please make it work. Like, no, I just put it in and I'm like, yeah, I'm, my bill's going to be paid at the end of the month. I don't even got to worry about it. <laughs> but I did my part and that, that's what I'm saying. That promise of floodgates and heaven pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room. It's not going to happen unless you're in obedience to this verse. You guys with me? <laughs> I'm preaching pretty hard. Sorry. I started, I started tithing 
with cans. Like, like when I was at the bottom, the bottom bottom, like I said last week, under the rock, I remember taking back cans and I got $10. And I took $1 and put it in the basket. Hallelujah. And that was the defining moment where my whole life changed. I kid you not. Since that day, I've tied every... And it worked. I, I had no money. And I've never... Hallelujah, I've never not had money for the rent. Not once. I was living in a, in a warehouse, like, not, not doing too good. Hallelujah. <laughs> but for me, like, I just know, I don't have to drum up faith about it. I just do it in obedience. And then I see it manifest in my life. Okay, so number three is wisdom. So Deuteronomy chapter 28 is another one that's got all kinds of promises of obedience. If you hearken unto the voice of God, if you obey God, then he gives a list. Deuteronomy chapter 28 gives a list of all the good things that are going to happen. And then it says, if you don't obey God, this is what's going to happen. If you don't obey the Lord your God, and you're not careful to follow his commands and decrees, I am giving you today all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your baskets and your kneading uh, through will be... I can't read what that says. Cursed. Trough. Trough will... Kneading trough. Cursed. Yeah, yeah. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trough. Okay. Well, it's the old days. They need the bread and the big trough. I've ate in a trough before. What I'm saying is this. If you just take this book and open it and go like, just start reading one. This is a promise of God. Right? My plans for you are to prosper and to... Yeah, but there's, a, there's an actual... If those who obey the Lord, if you don't obey, there's actually a curse that comes on you. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people don't even know they have a curse. And people look at them and they think that everything is handy dandy. Wow, that person's so happy. They're a millionaire. But deep down inside, there's death. You guys know what I'm talking about? They're not necessarily happy. What we glamorize and what we strive for and what we think is the model of what we want to look like, hallelujah, we don't know what those, that family or what that person is going through in their life. They might be a millionaire, but there's not a blessing on it. Unless you're actually in obedience to what the Word of God says, the blessing of the Lord... Can you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Anybody with me here? <laughs> I'm going to tone down my preaching a bit. Is there a volume? Okay. Tone it down, Dan. It's okay. No. <laughs> more gain. Tone it up. More gain. Yeah. A bit more bass on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's obedience, okay. Number three. Wisdom. 
Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. Hallelujah. That's me. <laughs> Derek's not here. I have to say the awkward thing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take Derek's spot. <laughs> I do that. Is he here? Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> Wisdom. So I want you to think about these things in your life. Okay, if you, like when I showed you that chair, how I sat down and I leaned into it. When you're, when you're in obedience, when you have faith, when you're walking in wisdom, you can lean into it. You can lean into the promises of God. You can lean into God. Hallelujah. And you don't have to worry about the rest. That's, that's a good place to be. Do you know that anxiety is probably one of the worst uh, killers in Canada? I can guarantee you that. Anxiety is skyrocketing. It's high. Why? Because people, they're, they're, they're fretting. They're not, they're not, they don't feel safe about life. Because they're not, they're not able to lean into God. Hallelujah. I just want to sit down and lean into God. I just want to rest my head on his chest. That's a good place to be. Thank you, Jesus. He's carrying me. He carries you. I want you to take a deep breath right now. Just release all the stress. Just lean into him. Just lean into him. Just sink right into him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Those promises are good. And they're yes and amen. They're good. <laughs> you guys okay? So let's say I, I'm tithing and I'm giving with a good measure, right? But then I don't use my wisdom. What does it say? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. Be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So you see, if you're, you can, you can be in obedience to God, you can have faith with God, but if you're not using wisdom in your finances, if you're not using wisdom, how you handle your time, then you, there's a part that's going to be missing. You can't expect you can't expect God. It's like it's like uh, you ever heard this thing where 
the guy he he buy like he wants to win the lottery but he's not willing to buy the lottery ticket right he's like i'm gonna pray i'm gonna pray the god he's gonna get me to win the lottery right but he doesn't buy a lottery ticket is that prayer gonna work <laughs> Somehow, maybe like there's a some kind of loophole. I don't know. <laughs> so, what am I saying? This this is actually this is actual. See, people people think about the prosperity gospel, okay, and they think that prosperity gospel means that if you're Christian, you're going to be rich, right? That's not. That's not what it. That's not what it's about. Okay. There's different. There's different legs on the chair, for you to lean in. I guarantee you, any person, and regardless of where you're born, Hallelujah, you can be born in the most, the poorest country. If you follow the principles, I guarantee you, you listen to the word of God. You listen to the voice of God. You hearken unto the voice. You, you follow the promises that are in here. You use wisdom with your time, with your efforts. Hallelujah. Come on. You start tithing. It does work. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. There, you cannot lose. I'm telling you guys, you cannot lose. So I want to encourage you, if there's one part that you're missing, okay, I want you to, I want you to start having faith for bigger things in your life. Yeah. Okay. Right? If you, if, you're, <laughs> if you have an old car, a beater, and you've had it for 50 years, hallelujah, start believing God for something better. Be an expectation that God wants... Wants to give you something better than cup of noodle soup. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Better than cup of noodle. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, bro. <laughs> it's okay. I've been there. Been there, done that. <laughs> Just put some hot sauce in there. <laughs> Makes it good. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm saying if you're if you're not expecting God, if you don't have faith for God to do to to bring you the person of your life, the wife of your life, the the whatever it is, hallelujah. I'm putting my faith up there and I'm saying, God, I like this place, I like Burnaby, but I want to have a whole skate park. Hallelujah. I'm gonna put my faith out there and I'm gonna expect you to come in. Hallelujah. Amen. And then I'm going to use my wisdom. Luke chapter 14, 28, 30. I was sitting down. I got faith, but I don't have blind faith. I sat down and I saw if I could make it work somehow. I had, a, uh, I had different uh, categories and I had an Excel sheet and I put all the numbers in there and I counted to see... Like this verse says, suppose one wants to build a tower, won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? That's called wisdom. Right? You put your faith out there, but then you apply wisdom. You sit down, you make a plan, you calculate it, you, you do your part, you, you, you obey what God is saying, 
Hallelujah. And then you just you just watch God take you. Yeah. Even Job. Job Job went really low, but then he went even higher. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What I'm doing is this what God wants me to do. Hallelujah. Asking yourself. Because because that you can make one bad decision and, and it, it really backtrack you for a long time. Yeah. And you don't have no idea of the ripple effects of our decisions, but the ripple effects can just go really far. Hallelujah. I wasted ten years. I want those back. Can I have them back? I got a little bit of gray here in my beard. I can put some little tint. But it's going to grow back white. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? So you... You know what I'm talking about. For by me thy days shall be multiplied. Like, can talk multiplication. We're not talking addition here. We're talking about multiplication. That Multiplication adds up really fast. I'm talking multiplied. Who wants a multiplied promise? I mean, it could be Who wants multiplication in their life? Come on. The years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. Hallelujah. It's not because you're trying to make God happy. When you're wise and you make good decisions, it's for your own good. God is happy when you're good. Yeah, you bet. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Tweet that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants you happy. Like everything yes. he tells you to do is for you to be happy. Yeah. It's not like I don't want you to have fun. He's not like that. He made the Garden of Eden. He wants you to have fun. He put you right in the garden. Like, where, what am I going to do, God? Have fun. Multiply. Just, just do it. Have a good time. Hallelujah. The Good News Translation. You are the one who will profit if you have wisdom. Wow. If you reject it, you are the one who will suffer. <laughs> take, take a snapshot, a picture of that. Frame it. Put it in your room. Hallelujah. I'm going to put it on my, my phone uh, thing. Turn it on. No, I won't. I got border on there, so that's good enough. Charity reminds me of what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I see your face, I'm like, oh. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Who is like the wise? Who knows the explanation of things? A person's wisdom brightens their face. So if you're walking around with a dim look on your face, that means there's there's wisdom that's lacking in your life. Hallelujah. When you're walking in wisdom, you're walking in brightness. There's a glow about you that's like, wow, that person, like, I don't know, they just have this confidence about them. Because when you walk in wisdom, you're confident about your steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
A person's wisdom brightens their face and changes its hard appearance. Obey the king's command, I say, because you took an oath before God. Do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. So what does this represent here, the king's presence? Jesus? The king's presence, it's, it's, a, it's an authority. It's, it's someone who is an authority. Don't be so quick to try to run away from someone who is an authority. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. It's like, have respect for the leader and what they want to do. Since the king's word is supreme, who can say to him, what are you doing? Hallelujah. Whoever obeys his command will not come to harm. And for the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. Hallelujah. Praise God. A wise person knows the proper time and the proper procedure. And sometimes that's hard to accept because I want it now and I want it my way, right? And I, I'm struggling with this right now. Like there's things that I'm just like, this is frustrating me. I don't like this. I just want it my way, right? But then it's like, no, like trust those in leadership that they have an understanding of procedure and timing. For there's proper time and procedure for every matter. Through a person may be weighed down by misery since no one knows the future, who can tell someone else what is to come? As no one has power over the wind to contain it. No one has power over the time or their death. As no one is discharged in a time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. There's something about chains, wickedness and chains. Sin brings chains. It might feel good the first week. Amen? I see it. I see it. I see it. Uh, every day people with chains and I see it I could and it's like God let's pray that the chains come off amen so there's a butterfly a little bit lighter, eh? <laughs> so here's how to make all of this light because it's a pretty heavy message, right? There's a way to make it light. Having faith is not a heavy burden. Hallelujah. Who's with me? If if your faith is causing you to have a heavy burden, there's some there's an element that's missing. Okay? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Obedience is not supposed to be weighty. It's supposed to be light. His yoke is light. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wisdom is not heavy. Wisdom is light. That means you got you got confidence in the steps. Wisdom is steps. Wisdom is the next step you're about to take. The next step you take, the next one, and the next one. That's your level of wisdom. Hallelujah. Woo! This is good. Delighting in God in prayer and thanksgiving. Okay, and I'm, 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 I'm going to close right now. But uh, maybe, Gigi, you can give me a little piano glory. Hallelujah. God loves you so much.
He loves you so much. Blessed the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but what? His delight. Delight. It's not weighty. It's not hard. His delight, I like it, is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and the leaves do not wither. And all that he does prospers. It's the opposite of weightiness. It's delight. So this message is not supposed to be weighty. It's supposed to be light. But you got to put yourself into that place of delighting in the law of the Lord. Delighting in wisdom. Delighting in having faith. Delighting in being consistent. Hallelujah. Whew. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Let your gentleness be apparent to all. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Is thanksgiving heavy? Present your request with thanksgiving, with a delight, with a trust. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts. Hallelujah. Oh man, that's the juice right there. Yeah. Oh, just it's the fondue right there. Come on. Mm. The weightiness on the heart is not from God. When you do your part you can access how many are in here this is a book of promise thousand promises hallelujah the bible promise book he's got so many good promises so I don't know I'm going to challenge you guys tonight Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. God loves a cheerful giver. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. So what is that? It's the same thing. It's the expectation, right? Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each one should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Do not out of regret or compulsion. For God loves what? Cheerful giver. A giver that's delighted in doing it. And what does it say? Number eight. Hallelujah. And God is able to make what? All grace in your life abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Wow. There's something about delighting in the law of the Lord. 
of not seeing it as a burden, not seeing it as something that's restrictive, but seeing it as something that's helpful. I'm going to put that on my Facebook page. Instagram it. Hashtag Jesus. <laughs> Amen? That's what the world needs to hear. That's what the world is scared of. Is the weightiness of the responsibility that they think that they have to have with God. But they don't understand that it's actually, there's a cheerfulness and there's a delight in it. And, and there's a fun with it. And it's happy and, and you're giggling. Hallelujah. even that they don't believe. Everybody believes. I actually believe that. Everybody believes in God. It's on purpose. They don't believe on purpose. Why? Because they don't want to be responsible. They don't want accountability. So they choose to not believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But deep inside, I know, you can't look at the stars in the sky. You can't be in a garden and say, like, this is all random. Why is it random? Why do I believe in just science? Because I don't want to be responsible for my actions. That's, that's it. But we need to tell them that it's good. We need to inform them that there's a delight in worshiping God. We need to inform them that there's freedom in worshiping Jesus. That it's the best thing. Who can say it's the best thing? Yes. Come on. I, I'm, I'm just obsessed with God. Like, I can't even talk about something else. Maybe that's a problem. I need prayer. <laughs> like, if you're talking to me about something else, I'm, I, I like to zone you out. I don't know. Like, talk about God. Talk about the Bible. Or some kind of plan or something. Like, how are you going to reach someone? Like, that's just me. Why? Because it's the best thing. It's the most exciting thing. And there's a delight in there. Grace abounds. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, everything you need, woo, prosperity. <laughs> Why? Because cheerful. You're cheerful about it. You're happy. You got wisdom. You have expectation. You got faith. And you're obeying God. And all these things come together. Boom. You got a funnel. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of Lights. Every good, every good, every good and perfect gift. Come on. If it's not good, if it's not perfect, hallelujah. Every good and perfect gift comes down. There's a funnel. And it's good. The enemy wants people to think that it's all about rules and regulations. Peanut. 
So I love Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Not one of all of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Everything was fulfilled. Woo! They must have done something right. Hallelujah. Every promise of God came to pass. I lay a stone in Zion and chosen as a precious cornerstone. And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Hallelujah. Come on. Christ alone, cornerstone. He's what we're building on. Can I say, I want to challenge you guys tonight. Whatever it is that you're building in your life. Whatever it is that you're dreaming. Whatever it is that you're hoping for. Whatever it is that you're struggling with. Hallelujah. I'm about to get Pentecostal in here. Come on. The one who believes in him will not be put to shame.